I had a very strange childhood. I had the worst case any doctor had ever seen. My job is to keep healing. So that is the story. We all have remarkable stories within us. Stories of adversity, challenges, triumphs, and ultimately of healing. This is Your Health, Your Story, the podcast. I wanted to start this episode with a little bit of science talk. Neuroscience, to be exact. Neuroscience has actually shown us that listening to compelling stories releases the hormone oxytocin, otherwise known as the cuddle or love hormone, because it controls things like empathy and social interaction. Research also shows us that oxytocin can improve digestion, quicken wound healing, and protect the heart. But storytelling goes beyond research and clinical data and has roots as a healing modality in many different cultures. Renda Dion, clinical psychologist and member of the Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa Indians, explained that stories are how we come to understand ourselves and the world around us. For American Indians, stories are medicine, being present with yourself and the audience and speaking from the heart. That's why this podcast series was so important for me to get out there, since I've heard so many inspiring and empowering stories before that I felt I had an obligation to share them and help others heal as well as release some of those feel-good love hormones. And today's guest has got a great story to tell. As a doctor, a shaman, and a fellow New Yorker, Stacy's been helping heal those that are disconnected for decades. She's been labeled a NYC fitness icon, pioneer in the fitness industry, and a badass entrepreneur. That last one was actually mine. But on top of that, she has a really unique perspective on healing, and has even launched a luxury line of organic whey protein powders designed to help you love yourself from the inside out. This is Stacy Berman's story, so let's jump into it. So I'm just gonna jump into things here with Stacy Berman, a good old friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've known each other for a really long time. I think yeah. I met you, what, 10 years ago plus yeah. Yeah. in Midtown Manhattan yep. through a mutual friend, Anya Roop. Yep. And uh, since then, you've gone your way, I've gone my, and we always kind of reconnected, but I never got your full story almost, so to say. Yeah. I know this about you. I know System by Stacy, of course. I know yeah. the boot camp stuff, which we'll get into. <laughs> but can you share your story almost from the beginning of sort of what led you down this path? What guided you to where you are now? Yeah. So, I mean, how far back do we want to start? Go, I will say go as far back as comfortable. Like okay. some people are like, well, I was in my mother's womb. Like if you want it, if you remember, I was like, wow, that's a good memory. But others start childhood. College, I, it, it's really up okay, to you where you want to tell your story. You know, I think that, you know, my perspective on life is that there are always lessons that you get and they lead you directly toward your path of purpose. For me, uh, one of my lessons was, um, well, it was a defense mechanism initially, right? So I've come from a, somewhat of an abusive and neglectful household. And I think as a young kid, what, how that translated to me was, I will always be strong. I will not let anyone do that to me again. But what did that, as a kid, what does that mean? That means physical strength. So then I started doing with martial arts with my father, and then it led me to get uh, certified to, to do personal training, and that led to my boot camp class. And, you know, when you're 18, 19, 20, you know, exercise is health and strength, right? Um, and then you get a little older, and you're like, oh, I need to eat right also. 
And so then, you know, I got my nutrition specialist certification and I started incorporating food and movement. Um, and then as I progressed in life and began to deal with my own shit, um, as well as just dealing with other people, and, you know, at that point I was just working with them on the physical level, but recognizing that no matter what was happening on the physical level, there was some other shit going on. So I got to the understanding that, oh, health is not just about eating and exercising, but it's also about how you think and feel. Um, and so, you know, my whole life, except for the last few years, has really been these two parallel trajectories. One, working strictly with the physical body, and then on a personal level, working with the emotional, psychological, and spiritual self. And so I uh, studied consciousness with uh, a guru from the Tamil uh, Siddha tradition in India uh, for 20 years. And we did a lot of mantra and meditation and consciousness studies and um, even studies with scientists to see what these sounds did to the physiology and brain waves and all that stuff. I apprenticed to a Native American shaman of the Hopi tradition for eight years. So again, a lot of inner work. Um, and so I had these two trajectories and like I knew there was all of these levels of health, um, but I didn't personally know how to connect these. And like, you know, you see yoga teachers and, and that's beautiful, but like, I'm not a yogi. <laughs> like I just don't, it's not my thing. Um, so, you know, I, I, I always knew that I wanted to bring all of these components together into a whole program of healing. Um, I just wasn't really sure how to do it. And actually, what wound up happening was I did the first one of the, well, I think I've done all the programs with you guys at Innovative Medicine, um, but I remember the first time in, I don't know if it was in the group or uh, your dad or somebody had mentioned uh, Quantum University. So I was like, oh, let me look into this. So, you know, and, you know, and through all my studies and training and all that stuff, I've always been very interested in quantum physics because partly because I love magic. <laughs> and it seems like magic, um, but also because, you know, I'm from New York. So yeah. I've had I've had a lot of spiritual experiences that can't necessarily be explained logically, um, but I've had the experiences. So I know that they happened. Um, so that's like my, my, I say, okay, I totally believe in that. But my New York mind is like, but what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I saw Quantum University, I really liked their approach because they were talking about these quote unquote alternative practices, which actually, if we look at it, have been around thousands of years and Western medicine is probably the alternative practice. But um, I looked at, the way that they were teaching these practices and they were teaching them through the principles of quantum physics. So it was a very scientific lens looking at these practices. And once you understand, you know, the quantum physics, um, to a certain extent, anyway, it's like, can you really understand it? Can you it? ever truly <laughs> yeah, understand? Right. I don't think Einstein truly <laughs> right. understood, right? It's crazy when people like explain it in 20 seconds, you're like, no, there are no elevator pitches in <laughs> right. quantum physics. <laughs> we have to spend like five years together right. before I'm like, okay, I think I got it. Um, so it, it helped me to allow that stuff to seep into my New York brain even more. And once I did that, then I, 
I felt comfortable um, being able to teach this stuff and help people on a healing path and not just the physical body, but all of those other components as well. So um, actually you guys really played an important role in uh, where I am today. <laughs> so thank you. You're welcome. No, I'm, that, that, I'm thrilled to hear that. And I agree that so much of what is from the past ancient wisdom is just kind of quantum physics and modern science reworded, right? Exactly. And it's it's just, of course, different languages, different times, but a lot of what was spoken in the past was of a physicist mind almost, exactly. right? Exactly, yeah. So I know you went to Quantum University, which is out in Hawaii, a great organization. Yeah. You already had this ancient wisdom almost, and you, you study with yogi and this yeah. and that, and you connected the dots. What happened after that? Because I know you, you went through all that. You have this new knowledge. You're now a doctor, right? Yeah. And so where'd you go from there? Where'd the story go? So the story from there, there was some breakdowns in there. <laughs> As there always are. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, then I started working one-on-one -on -one with people. And, you know, I think it took a certain amount of time for me to get confident in helping people along that path you know i i think that you know because this stuff is it's not like matter right it's not like here here now you're fixed yeah. <laughs> so it is a very bespoke type of healing right so you come to me and we try stuff and and you know surprisingly it does mostly work um, surprisingly at the time. Now I'm much right. more confident, you <laughs> I know? Still surprised. <laughs> yeah, not, not still, but at the time I was like, oh, that really worked. Um, and so it really took me, I would say, you know, two or three years of working with people and growing, seeing them heal, and then that giving me confidence that it was working. Um, and then, of course, doing like, you know, diagnostics and stuff like that. Of course, that's, that's very helpful. But, um, but just seeing people's lives change as a result of the path that we were on together, that really, uh, that really gave me the confidence. But I, I got to say, there was probably like, there, was, <laughs> there were many breakdowns in the midst of that, you know, because when I left boot camp, which now is in, I think it was in... Uh, uh, 2014 or 15 so it's been a number of years which was very successful by the way right you had successful. a great yeah. boot camp basically running out of central park almost you did exactly. it was critically acclaimed yeah. somewhat did yeah. great and you pivoted which is kind of crazy to a lot of people because they're like hey you're doing something successful why change but yeah your heart and your story took you somewhere else right, right. yeah well that's the thing you know so boot camp i started back in 1999 okay so i had been doing it for 15 years yeah and, you know, at the time when I started boot camp, it was the only boot camp. It was the first all-year outdoor boot camp in, in New York City, rain or shine, sleet or snow. We were out there. Um, and so it was great because I was the only class. And then, of course, there it was one of the um, boutique fitness classes that triggered, that sparked the fitness trend that we see throughout the world now yeah. of like Soul Cycle and Barry's Boot Camp and yeah, CrossFit and all that stuff. Um, so... It was easy in the beginning, and I love doing it. And I love seeing the, the way people improve, and I love seeing the, the body's ability and how people say, well, I can't do that, and okay, let's try it, and then they do it, and how that thought pattern changes everything else in their life. 
right? So if you think you can't do 10 push-ups and then you do 10 push-ups, well, what else do you think that you can't do that you actually can do? So I love that process, but you know, 15 years of it, um, I felt like there was no growth. Um, and I was, I, I stayed a lot longer than I should have because I felt like I built up this community um, and people relied on me and I had other trainers training class and I even designed all of the workouts, but everyone would always say, no, we want you to be there, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and also I wanted to jump out the window at certain <laughs> points because I also taught at 5.30 in the morning. So that meant waking right. up at 3.50 in the morning, Ooh. right? It was rough. Um, it, so it was a beautiful thing, but it was also a ball and chain uh, because I felt really responsible for the people and the community that I built up over the years. And um, But at a certain point, I had to say, you know, it's either me and my sanity and my growth and my health, or it's them. And um, it's a beautiful thing to help other people, but not at the detriment of yourself. So I decided to leave it. So I gave the class to one of the trainers who had been with me for the longest, who was always on time, who never stole any clients. I was just like, you take it. So she took it and she's still running it now. That's amazing. And I, I find such a correlation to usually life and healing, right? Because a lot of times what you're going through healing is is a bit of a sacrifice, is a bit of, you know, change, change yeah. that you don't like. Right. You know, I always say healing is never linear, straight, like, oh, I'm getting better, better, better. A lot of times it's up and down. You get worse a lot right. and you're like, what's going on? I thought I was healing, but this isn't working for me, other things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to leave good things that you think are good yeah. to then evolve to something higher. Mm-hmm. And in life, like you're talking about that, that's another you know, transition and sometimes you leave these things because your soul, your, your kind of purpose is to go somewhere else. So yeah. it's commendable to follow that. Now you leave the boot camp, you went through schooling, doctor, you're working one-on-one mm-hmm. and then you decide to open up a whole new venture, right? <laughs> and, and so you're, you're just, you know, busy, busy. You're like, this isn't right. enough for me. And you go, you go into protein, right? Yeah. Tell us about that and how System by Stacy, which yeah. is an amazing protein drink, we, we, <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about that story and how you pivoted into yeah. a whole new sector. So that was actually, again, started with me, right? I looked, yeah. I was probably 36, 37 ish at the time and always been in the fitness industry, always been in the health industry. I started gaining weight and um, I already ate super clean, all organic, mostly paleo, you know, grass fed everything. (laughs) (laughs) Even the grass itself was grass fed. Um, Didn't really drink alcohol, you know, drink a shit ton of, like I did everything right, Right. quote unquote. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, And I was gaining weight and I gained about 16 pounds and I was like, you know, it just didn't feel good. And I didn't feel like I was um, where I wanted to be. And weight isn't everything, but you know, you want to fit into your clothes. <laughs> I mean, you want to feel good about yourself. Absolutely. So I was looking, I worked with a nutritionist and uh, he was saying that for my activity level and um, as I'm getting older, I needed a little bit more high quality protein. And 
you know, he came from a bodybuilding background. So he wanted me like to sit down to like 12 egg whites a day. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to do that. That's just gross. Um, yeah. And then I was looking, okay, maybe I could get some protein powder that's on the market. And I started looking at the different protein powders on the market. And, you know, what I found was first, I'm not a vegan and I personally don't believe in vegan proteins because I don't believe they're bioavailable. Okay. Um, we'll jump into that in a bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and so, and also like they taste like shit. So I was like, I'm not in, I looked at other protein powders and, um, Again, they had a lot of fillers, artificial flavors, um, and also didn't taste good. And so I was like, why isn't there something of high quality that tastes good that like I feel comfortable putting in my body? So that was the start of it. So I literally, you know, sourced uh, different suppliers over a year. And um, each, each bottle only has eight ingredients, mm. right? So no fillers, no anything like that. So, but eight, so I had eight ingredients and then a few different suppliers for each ingredient. So now I have to start taste testing mm -hmm. everything. <laughs> so this process, if you can imagine, took a year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, yes, <laughs> exactly. I know how it goes, um, yeah. <laughs> so once I got to a formula that I liked the taste, I thought it was not just good, I thought it was pretty delicious. Delicious, yes, right? I, I will like, say, okay. as a user, yeah. <laughs> so flavor profile, I knew the quality of ingredients were excellent because I was going straight to the suppliers, um, and then also protein content, right? So I wanted a higher protein content, medium fat, and like lower-ish on, uh, on the carbs. So I started taking it, and within three months, I lost all the weight and was able to keep it off. And so from there, I just started using it as like, you know, a quick breakfast or snack. And, you know, because I worked in Central Park, and um, so not, I don't have like two pounds of chicken to eat with me on the bench. So I'm like, oh, a shake is fine. Um, so from there, because it worked for me, who did quote unquote everything right, I was like, I think this would work for my client base. So I started literally peddling it in Ziploc bags, like, here, try this. Sometimes <laughs> Pushing I Pushing it on people, right? <laughs> right here. <laughs> and they loved it, and they loved the flavor, and they loved everything, and blah, blah, blah. And so it really, again, happened very organically, just like Bootcamp did. And, um, but the thing with the difference is that Bootcamp, it was like website, you sign up, you come. A product is completely different. So there was some organic growth in terms of concept, flavor, and uh, some market research because I had the built-in audience. Um, but then it became much more, it, it's not organic at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes very difficult and sometimes you want to bang your head against the wall. <laughs> um, so, so that was really how that happened. It was me wanting to lose weight, not seeing anything on the market, um, not seeing anything of quality on the market or that tasted good. So I developed it, and um, and then from there, you know, small sales to my clients, and then in it grew from there. Right, and and so many of these kind of stories are out of necessity of personal right. needs that lead into others, and that's yeah. that's a, a great journey itself. Protein shakes, I, I completely agree with you. Are normally quantity over quality. 
Right. right? I, I remember growing up and it was always Weeder and you watched like Flex Magazine right. and Schwarzenegger and everything. Right. And it was, you know, who had the most milligrams, right? right? And you had to look, oh, tuna has 27 milligrams per can plus this. You get so much. Yeah. But as we know, we can't absorb all that protein. Right. Most of us aren't bodybuilders or Michael Phelps working out 10 hours a day. Right. And a lot of doctors' perspective is that we're already intaking too much through red meat that we eat too much as an American right. society, too much protein is also the formation of acidity right. in the body. What would you say to that? Because I know you understand right. all of that, and yet you still created a protein powder in right. a society that you could say indulges in protein. Right. Was it about the quality? That's, That's exactly the difference, it. Yeah. right? It, it's the quality of it. It's like, yeah, you could go out and get a steak or fried chicken and that's protein, but that's that's not the quality. So when, when someone uses this as a weight loss or let's say a, a reset program, um, you're having this as your main protein intake. And this is the right. highest quality I've found in the United States. So so that's really it. And and I'm sure you would agree it's it's the quality of it, not the quantity of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's what I love to tell people. You know, people will say, how should I eat? And of course, we have a healing diet plan at the center, which tries to completely kind of, you know, keep you off anything acidic because you're going through a true healing. A lot of these people right. are chronically ill. But for those just, you know, um, that may be healthier, or a little bit symptomatic, I always say stop focusing on what you eat. Start focusing on quality and right. how you eat it. Right. Right. I know so many people that are turning to vegan and eating so healthy, but they eat on the run with negative thoughts in them. They barely chew their food. Um, they're just picking things out that say organic on them, you know, not really truly understanding that everyone nowadays says they're high quality, but are you truly high quality, right? right? Yeah. And you made this product in a, in, in a fashion where we test ourselves and it really is high quality. Yeah. You took the time and yeah. you realized there was a need for this. Going back to what I mentioned before, because there is this crazy trend into vegan, yeah. um, uh, especially with protein. I know that some of the biggest trending ones that we looked at and we hear from patients a lot are test this vegan protein. A lot of them don't test well. Mm -hmm. What were some of the things, because you did not go that route, yet mm -hmm. I understand you, know, you can see the benefit of a plant-based mm -hmm. diet somewhat. Mm -hmm. What was it about, besides the taste you said before, right. that led you away from using any vegan-based protein uh, sources. So, from my understanding, and you can you can uh, jump in if I say some if I uh, say something wrong. But from my understanding, you want a complete food, right? Right. Um, because all of the nutrients in the food help to support its digestion, digestion, transportation, and utilization in the body. So, when you isolate a protein from, let's say, a pea it becomes, it doesn't, it's not bioavailable because it doesn't have the supporting nutrients that your body needs in order to digest it and use it as a protein. So, I mean, eat peas, fine, right. <laughs> but the pea protein is not really useful to the body. That's great because it's so true. <laughs> right. No, it is true that a lot of people try and isolate certain things and say, if I take this alone, it'll have the same effect. But as we know, most things work in synergy. Right. more than the sum of their parts. And that's why when you isolate certain and try to ingest, the body doesn't see it the same. It needs the other pieces. I always say, you know, making anything, any sort of product that you're going to ingest or that's for health needs to be looked at like a meal. You could give someone just chicken, right? Right. 
But are, are they going to really love that? Are you going to pay for that at a right. restaurant? Is that really a Michelin star? If they just cooked a chicken, here you go. No seasoning, no right. nothing, no sides, no, no. You know, you need a little bit of salt. You need a little bit of seasoning. Right. You need some vegetables on the side that go along that right. make the flavor come out. Right. And that's what makes a great meal. You can't isolate things and put them in front of people and say, have that as your meal alone. Right. And the body doesn't recognize, and you're right, it well, won't it. ingest it. It won't use the nutrients as much, the macronutrients that go all along. Right. And There's, so it's, it's, it's wonderful that you actually bring that up because that is not just a, a applicable to protein. Right. You know, it's, it's applicable to everything. To everything. Right. I mean, even different nutrients. You can't take one nutrient on its own. You need supporting nutrients. People don't get that I somehow. Know. Because everyone always asks, you know, we have that natavine. They always ask, you know, what if I just take NAD? It's like... Sure, you could do that, but the other ones work in synergy. That's why we spent the year doing that. Otherwise, right. we would have just thrown as much crappy NAD as possible. Right. But we actually went to as low as possible, to the lowest amount that's the most effective, that the right. body will absorb the most. Right. And that's bioavailability. Right. You know, that's, that's the, the key to it. And you can't look that stuff up in labs because everyone needs to test off one. As soon as you start mixing things up, it screws with the kind of lab and, and the results of looking right. at one thing at a time and seeing how it affects. I mean, and that even goes back to what we were talking about before, like the even healing, right? You can't say, well, I have a bad lower back. It's just my lower back. Yeah. I could almost guarantee that oh. there's some <laughs> emotional component to that. So it's like working on multiple levels, just like you would with food, working on multiple levels, taking in multiple nutrients, taking in multiple different types of foods is what your body actually needs to heal. Do you think that's a problem right now in society? We're totally pivoting right now. <laughs> Do you think it's a problem in society right now that we're looking at one thing and saying, that's it? That's the cure, right? And everyone's looking at gut health. That's, that's it. Microbiome. They're all throwing yeah. Hippocrates quotes out, even though there are many beyond the gut, right? And food is, yeah. I understand food is medicine, but we live in a place where it's not just food. It's electromagnetics. It's your thoughts. It's your emotions. It's yeah. stress around the world. It's right. social media. It's, it's so many factors. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. Well, it's like, let's say you eat a perfect diet of whatever it is, right? All organic, everything, but you're stressed as fuck. Well, guess what? That stress, that's biochemicals. How do you think that's affecting the food that you're putting in your system? Right. So it doesn't make sense that it's just your microbiome or that it's just, you know, because you're a vegan or whatever. It, there's so many different components that go into the functioning of your body. So, yeah, you, you can't just isolate any one thing. It's, it's a whole and you can't. Even when you're working out, right? You can't just like, I'm working, it's chest day. No, it's not. Every part of your body is engaged. You right. can't just, you know? So, um, yeah. So sometimes I want to shake people when they tell me that. Stop I it. know. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And it's hard not to. So what do you tell clients? You know, you, you have this amazing uh, protein here. You mm -hmm. have this, that, that ability. In it, and it is something foreign to a lot of people yeah. to take a protein shake and lose weight. Right. You almost think of bulking up that yeah. way. But that's amazing. And so you have all these different clients. What other things are you recommending? Of course, I understand personalization. Yeah. You can't go into there. But are, is there anything right now that you're looking at or that you're combining with the protein shakes that you're kind of getting into and, and kind of seeing good results? Well, I mean, the program, so when people use it as a program, yep. it comes with a meal plan. It so does. yeah, so it's the shakes in addition to the types of foods you should be eating 
you know, on your, for your main meals and snacks. So mostly it's going to be, you know, a shit ton of vegetables, right. uh, maybe some fish with your main meal, a little bit of fruit and some nuts and seeds and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, um, it's basically plant-based except for a few items. Um, so that I always recommend Natavim. <laughs> Did Thank I say you. it right? Yes. <laughs> okay, <good>. <laughs> <laughs> um, because that's a product that I, I highly believe in uh, that I've been taking now since since you guys offered it. Um, so that's what and, and then, of course, other modalities that help people deal with their stress. Mostly. Yeah. In terms of products, you know, my product and Nadavim, uh Sometimes I would suggest some different adaptogens based off right. of what they need. Um, but mostly I like working with people because that's all the tangible stuff. It's like, yeah, yeah take, that's good. You can d diet, you can eat whatever you want. Here, take this pill. Okay, fine. But now let's get to the root of your issues. So that's really, it's more, when I work with people, it's not other products that I'm necessarily mm -hmm. pushing on them. It's more, let's look inward now and, and try to fix it's right. you, you broken bitch. <laughs> I include myself in that. <laughs> of course. I mean, healing. Listen, we're all healing. People are always like, oh, you know, they ask me, oh, are you sick? Because, you know, you're always doing yeah. stuff at the center. and going. I'm like, we're all healing all right. the time. This is a lifelong journey. Right. All of us are patients in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. Even if we're feeling good, almost in a sense, we all have things that we need to go through. Yeah. So it's a lifelong process. Do you find that? Simplicity is somewhat the key to a, a lot of the success because I see patients all the time come into the center and you look at what they're doing and it's so complex. It overwhelms me. Yeah. Like 60 supplements, going to 10 doctors, trying everything, yeah. you know, and, and just running from place to place. And it's almost overwhelming. Like if it's overwhelming for me, imagine what it is for your body. Yeah. Right. And I think there is this, this misnomer that, uh, you know, because you have a complex condition, it requires a very complex solution. I think simplicity and some personalization is key, but how do you feel about that? I completely agree. I think, you know, even in the fitness world, you know, people are tracking their calories and counting their steps and like measuring their heart rate and like doing all of these things. And it's like, do you work out? Do you get a sweat on? Do you eat relatively healthy? You're good. Yep. <laughs> like your body knows what to do with that. And the more the more complex you get, the more complex it gets. I mean, it's just it's confusing and your body is always it's almost like you're not giving your body time to just be. Mm -hmm. Your body knows what to do. Mm -hmm. You just have to leave space for it to do it. And so to your point, the simpler you can be with your healing process, usually the better it will react um, because it's just too much information and it's too much stress and it's too many, you know, boxes to tick. It's just the more you could get your body and mind into the parasympathetic nervous system, the mm -hmm. rest and digest nervous system, the more it can do the healing for you. Right. And most of us are running on overdrive already. Yeah. We're, we're living in like yeah. a, you know, a go, go, go society where information is constantly mm. bombarding us. Right. Our brains are overloaded. Each cell, of course, is mm. taking in that information. And it really means, I think more of us need to focus on that rest and, re you know, and restoration, regeneration right. phase, which is parasympathetic. Right. And in some ways that is simple. 
I was just going to say, it's a matter of, it's not a matter of doing. Right. It's a matter of being. Human being, right? Right. <laughs> just be. Yeah. And like, let that, let your body do the work. Your body has all the organs. It knows exactly what to do. It has the detox. It has the, it has everything. Just be and let it do its work. I love that. And I think it, it, it's incredibly true that we do need to listen more to our bodies and stop listening to outside forces. Mm -hmm. Like I love what social media has done and I'm so not a big social media guy, but I get it now. Mm -hmm. I understand this is the way it's going. Yeah. And, you know, you, you got to kind of be a part of the conversation mm -hmm. rather than just exclude it. But I also see that a lot of people are using their own experience to be like, hey, follow my experience and you'll get the same results which is kind of wrong. Like your experience, your experience, please do share right. that for inspiration, but don't share that as everyone's blueprint. As right. Right. And that, that's a little bit of the problem. How do people, how would you recommend people get more in touch with their bodies and listen to it? Because I do feel so many of us mm. are disconnected. We're not listening to our bodies. It's sending out signals. It's giving us symptoms, mm. right? And we're still not listening and we're trying to find the answer out there. Well, we need to go in here, but how do we do that? Because that seems difficult for some people. You know, it, this is going to sound so simple, but it's one of the most profound tools I've ever used with myself or my clients is meditation. It's right. the creating a quiet space. Once right. you quiet the, the monkey mind, basically, once you shut off the chatter or at least moments of shutting it off, you can start hearing the subtle signals. Um, and you could start paying attention to them and you mm. could start learning the language of the subconscious mind and what, what are these signals and what is that feeling and what is that, what is that sensation in my body and what, what emotion does that trigger and what mental state does that trigger and how is that mental state affecting me? So it's like creating a quiet space where you can look inside of you or just be and see what comes up. So it's super simple, but yeah. meditation. Right. And meditation. it doesn't have to be any specific meditation, no. right? It has to be more about silence exactly. almost and focusing on breathing. Don't let, you know, and you're going to have, I always say the waves will be there of your thoughts. Right. That's not a bad thing. It's just, you want to go a little bit under the waves and sit there and just watch the waves. Right. Right. And don't give it so much focus and attention and try to stay tuned to what you're seeing. Right. Because I do think, you know, when you're already overwhelmed, it's like, oh, now they're telling me to meditate. Now they're telling me to do this. And it seems so hard. And I got, you know, but it's not, you know, get, get a meditation app. Yeah. Get, get something like just sit there for a few minutes in the morning. Exactly. Right. And just I mean, breathe. You watch Netflix for how many hours a day? Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> come and, and on. <laughs> I think that's, that's a big part, too, because I hear this all the time that you're asking so much of me when, you know, patients come in and you're like, all right, you need to change this, your diet, de-stress and everything. But I think it's where are your priorities? Because you're right. Most of us, you know, out there, if you look, you're Netflix in several hours a week. Right. You're watching TV. You're doing things that, you know, you could probably put aside mm -hmm. and focus on healing. Um, but society of the state kind of, you know, doesn't value health or it says health isn't a pill. Right. You know, do you feel that though there is maybe a, a shift turning back around? Because I think for so long, the medical community was pharmaceutical drug, this, that, that's mm -hmm. it. 
But we're seeing a little bit, I think, of a pushback now. I know I'm seeing it, you know, at the center. I'm sure you're seeing it with the clients and success that things like System by Stacy are doing. But do, do you feel that it will turn around sometime in our lifetime, maybe, where we stop going, you know, as our first option to pills and start taking responsibility and prioritizing our health? I think so. I think that, I mean, just the fact that people are coming to see me and going to your facility would demonstrate that. Um, and these are people that, you know, like I'm working now, uh, one of my most recent clients is a, an accountant. Mm. And so it's like, you know, she's very analytically yeah. minded. And so that she would reach out to me because she's tried other things. She feels stuck in her life. She's not depressed. She's just neutral, which is almost as bad as depressed. Um, that sh someone like her would reach out to me to do healing um, would demonstrate to me that there is some sort of shift. And it's not just a shift in, you know, a small population, um, that it's becoming more widespread and understood by the general population that, you know, how I feel emotionally and physically um, and spiritually in some cases will affect how I'm feeling. Because on the outside, if you look at her, nothing's wrong. She has a great job. She has her health. She's fit. Um, but she just doesn't feel good. And so I think people are, at least in New York City, maybe West Coast too, um, some other spots throughout the country, that people are becoming more aware that, it, that health is not in a pill. Um, and even that, you know, health is healing, rather, is usually a partnership. It's mm -hmm. not a you're my doctor, Help save me. It's like, how are we going to do this together? Um, so I think, I think it is shifting. It's a slow shift because, of course, with any new paradigm, again, it's not really a new paradigm, <laughs> but with anything you know, new, um, there's always pushback right. by the general population, and, and they'll, they'll you know, always be naysayers, but, you know... And that's the thing also, I believe that there will always be naysayers and perhaps this type of medicine because there is a, a, there's personal responsibility involved and you have to be so involved in your healing right. process that it's, it's not for everyone. And some people want to continue with their habits mm. and be fine with the pill with the side mm. effects. But where I see things changing is this idea of evidence over experience. We've mm. been talking about evidence-based things and studies that showed remarkable right. and we're sicker than we ever are. Right. The evidence just isn't aligning with our experience. Right. And when your experience doesn't align, you start to question that evidence. Hey, this drug was supposed to help right. me and I'm feeling worse. The evidence in clinical trials showed it worked, but I am feeling worse. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me about my experience and a right. doctor can't look at lab results alone and say, hey, you're getting better, but I'm feeling worse, Doc, right? right? So I think when you have experiences like your clients have, that they're mm. actually truly getting better and they didn't need a pill. Right. And we see at our center, that changes things. That is, yeah. you know, your experience. And that means so much more than yeah. the evidence. And that's even what I was saying earlier with my, when I was on the two parallel trajectories, I, I had these spiritual spiritual experiences but that affected my physiology mm -hmm. that um i'll share this one but i had a uh, very bad lower back issues and in one of the medicine journeys that i did in my apprenticeship i had this conversation <laughs> with the universe 
And the universe was saying, you are mother. And now I've never wanted to be a mom, right? So the universe was telling me, you are a mother. And I was like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and the universe, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> you know, went back and forth like this for a bit. And then at a certain point, it hit me. Oh, I'm mother, even if I don't have a child. That is my energy. That is what mothers heal, mothers mm -hmm. nurture, right? This is what I do. Right. Um, as soon as I got that, I felt like an electrical wave of energy go through my body. My lower back immediately stopped hurting, and I never have, have had any back pains after that. So again, back to this idea of experience. I mean, I could understand now, at this point, neurologically what happened and all that stuff, but at the time, that was a profound experience that I had that cured a physical symptom. Right. Um, and at certain points, I was debilitated. Like, I couldn't mm. even touch my toes. So it was a real thing that I experienced, which is what I think people now, when they come to me and probably go to your facility, they're experiencing things like that. And they're not always that, you know, instantaneous. But you can't deny an experience when it has happened to you. No. And that's the thing. It's, it's yours, right? right? It's so personal. You could have the naysayers be like, oh, it must have been something psychosomatic, the whole placebo. I don't care. You know, to I mean, me, it's I'm like, better. hey, it's if fine. the placebo <laughs> works, give me the sugar yeah. pills, right? Don't give me anything with side <laughs> right. effect. Like, you know, let yeah. me think it through. Right. And let me go through. And that's that's an amazing case of, of your experience is only yours. And healing is about the personal journey. Yeah. And, and it's story. valid. It's valid. Even if you can't scientifically measure it. You're if, the proof. Right. Right. I mean, what me. else do you need? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no numbers could ever match up exactly. to you and that experience. Yeah. So that's a that's a great story right there. So what is next for Stacy and System by Stacy? What you got cooking? So let me tell you. <laughs> so part of uh, the work that I do is, I mean, the system is we're still working on it. We're still taking it. We're um, becoming very big in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a very big uh, obesity and overweight epidemic and then all of the diseases that, that happen because of that, diabetes, heart, certain heart disease and certain cancers and stuff like that. So it's a very... Uh, easy sell there. Whereas in the United States, it's much more of a slow burn because it's, it's more marketing and branding and storytelling and all that stuff. So um, we're working on building the brand here more and of course in the Middle East. Um, and we have a few other markets that we'll be opening in the next year or so. Um, so that's all good um, on, a, on the healing level. Um, so one of the things that I've done uh, for the last five or six years since starting my uh, doctorate, I basically, coming from the fitness background, what I noticed with almost every single woman I've ever worked with was no matter what they looked like on the outside, on the inside, they had this negative dialogue about what they looked like. And they could have been like a model or, you know, obese. It doesn't matter. It's the same dialogue. So as I was uh, doing school and doing my dissertation research, I wondered, well, what is that dialogue, what does the negative self-dialogue do to the nervous system, mm -hmm. the immune system, the metabolism, all that stuff? So what I found was that indeed negative self-image uh, and dialogue does have a real immeasurable effect on your overall health and well-being. And so from there, I wanted to create 
a safe space for women to come in and explore what it felt like to be strong or sexy or vulnerable or sad or whatever the things, usually they're people I know so that I know what their issues are and what they have to work on. So I wanted to create this space where I would guide these women to connect with those emotions and then see what comes of it. So I did this in a, in a photo setting, right? So we would rent a photo um, studio and we would take pictures of the process of them going from, you know, however they were to these beautiful, empowered women. And it was a very short, you know, one hour per model. Um, and it, it was just such a beautiful transformation. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they've all taken that work that we did and it applied and applied it to the rest of their lives. So, you know, doing the photo shoots has a long-term effect for them. So anyway, it's one of the components that I've been working on just as a personal project because I love seeing that and, and helping women connect with that. Um, but recently, the beginning of the year in April, we were contacted by this uh, company called Only Good TV, which is a positive news station on the internet, and they wanted to do a piece on the photo shoots. So we did a piece on the photo shoots. It was about seven or eight minutes long. The founder of Only Good TV contacted me after that and said, you know, initially he had in mind to possibly do a series on the internet, on Only Good TV, um, but he thinks that this is good enough to take to network TV. So we just signed a contract, Only Good TV and myself, and we are now shopping the concept around to different uh, network television stations like A&E, Lifetime, Hulu, uh, Netflix. So that's the next thing. That is exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm also working on a book called uh, The Naked Project, Science, Spirituality, and Weight Loss. And it kind of ties in the photo shoots as well as the dissertation research and all that stuff. Um, so I've got a full plate. <laughs> Very full. I love but, it. Um, but that's, those are the things that I'm doing now. It's really, um, you know, the system outside of the day-to-day -day stuff and, you know, brand awareness, the system, of, of course, I'll have more product lines and stuff eventually, but the system is on its way. It's mm. just a matter of placing it and brand awareness and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, the the healing work, the book, and the TV show are really the, the things that inspire me because it's, it's really healing on a, a much grander uh, scale. Yeah, all amazing yeah. things and all based in healing, even that photo shoot I've seen, yeah. you know, followed you yeah. through that. And that is incredible because yeah. that's a form of healing. It is. People realize that emotional baggage we all carry, and you're so right. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a model, if you're a young girl who's a little over. Everyone has that almost these days. Yes. It and it's sad because that contributes to disease and to the epidemic of everything we're seeing where people are just, you know, in this mental health situation mm -hmm. and all, everything. So it's amazing. I really. And Thank where you. could people learn more about all of this? So uh, you could learn about the system. It's uh, the system by Stacy.com. No E in Stacy, by the way. <laughs> and then for my healing work, it's StacyBerman.com. Awesome. And they're linked to each other. So you could find, if you find one, you'll find the other. Very cool. Well, Stacy, thank you so much. Thank you so Always much. Always a pleasure connecting yes. with you. <laughs> thank and you. I recommend everyone go check yeah. this out. There you have it. I love Stacy's story and the idea of the body knowing exactly what it needs to do and has everything to do it. 
So just let go and stop getting in the way. Sometimes we forget that and we need help to reconnect with that truth. That's why there are Stacy and so many others out there that are working hard to help shape other people's lives. Thank you so much for listening. And if you're enjoying this podcast, give it a good rating on iTunes. Tell your friends and family. Have them take in a good, compelling story that can release some of those loving hormones and let the healing begin. Till next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and create your own story.